Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it. If you can, leave us a review. It really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out. Definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. Yeah, fighters. What's going on, y'all? It's Coach Mike here. Before we jump into today's podcast, this episode, just like every episode, is brought to you by the Life of a Fighter shop. You can go to lifeofafighter.com forward slash shop. Check out all of our awesome services products, programs, all that good stuff, our fitness and nutrition vault uh, membership, and our pro coach program, our two biggest programs right now. And you guys have heard me talk about them in the past, and I'm just really excited about them because I'm constantly working on them and, and investing more into them. And especially with this topic, um, for a lot of the, the content I'm putting out, um, especially over the next year, you guys are going to see that it's not just going to be the podcast, which is what I've been able to do the most of, but I want to match it with uh, written articles, with videos on our YouTube channel, and also private videos that are going to be just in our fitness nutrition vault. So I actually have a written um, article, uh, an in-depth dive, like a really, really in-depth well, I, I'm not going to say really, really in depth. My my kind of take on it. I don't want to go like it, it wasn't like a 25 or a 3,000 word article. Really close to like a thousand words. Um, my two cents on it and kind of where it kind of um, kind of put my head with everything. Um, but yeah, guys, that's that's kind of all the awesome stuff we got going on. Let's dive into today's episode. Like I said, we're talking about uh, coronavirus, our immune system, exercise, nutrition, how it all kind of fits together, and what I've kind of seen. Um, from my research and, and kind of what I've been getting from it, and my two cents, and what I'm hearing, all that fun stuff. So currently, where we're at, um, what is today? Today is actually I'm actually recording this on Tuesday, so it's March 17th, 2020. Normally, I like to have this podcast recorded, done, and out by today, but I'm actually recording it on Tuesday, and I'm gonna have it out and done by the end of the day. So I appreciate you guys kind of hanging in there, being patient with me. And this is kind of the information based on what I've seen. Um, up to date with the World Health Organization, also from research, National Institute of Health, and my own educational background um, with biology, dietetics, um, exercise physiology, kinesiology, anatomy, phys, all that fun stuff. So with that all being said, I think the biggest thing to look at is um, depending on where you're at, you may already be either quarantined or things are shutting down around you. You don't have access to the gym. You don't have access to typical kind of you know routinely things that you're used to doing. So with that being said, the first thing I wanted to touch on is, you know, some options to have from an exercise standpoint to do at home. But you know what? Let me actually backtrack. So before we dive into the exercise, let's talk about just immune system in general for a second. Um, looking at our immune system in general, I think is important because this is obviously an immune system th- issue or, or just topic in general. And there's a lot of variables that impact our immune system. But specifically looking at one thing I think is important about our immune system, sometimes things can be declared good for our immune system, but may not be um, the same correlation with positive for the coronavirus. And you may be asking yourself like, what the hell are you talking about? If it's good for my immune system, my immune system is going to help fight off the coronavirus, right? Sure. The, the caveat to that is that some 
um, stressors for our immune system that can be potentially good long-term, for example, strenuous activity, can actually be a negative for the short-term acute time frame um, post-workout. So for example, let's say I go to the gym and I smash a workout for an hour and a half. I'm crushing it. I'm hitting pads. I'm sparring, heavy weight training, whatever the variation is, but super high intensity, high, high um, beats per minute. You know, my pulse is jacked up. I'm like, you know, above 75, above 80% of my uh, kind of max heart rate. And, or there's a lot of different, I guess, ways we could, we could kind of, uh, measure the intensity of the workout, but that's the one that I think is the easiest and most accessible to everybody. Um, so just looking at, or just thinking about on a scale of one to 10, your physical exertion, like I'm at a 10 right now, I'm, I'm putting everything I got into it. Um, by doing that, the downside is, and especially this is something I got from the national Institute of health in one of their publications is when they would look at this, this specific study was actually looking at athletes, but there is the same kind of um, response across the board. I think in athletes, though, the difference between athletes, I think your everyday person, is maybe the threshold at which strenuous activity is determined versus moderate activity and a little bit about how your body's going to respond. But for the most part, it's kind of general across the board. So strenuous activity actually tends to have a potential short-term acute negative response on the immune system. Um, And actually, let's read it word for word so I'm not misquoting here. So Strenuous exercise or after strenuous exercise, athlete, athletes pass through a period of impaired immune resistance. During this period, athletes are theoretically more susceptible to upper respiratory tract infections. Specifically looking at coronavirus, that's where we're susceptible. To, it's around the lungs and the respiratory system. But just in general across the board, um, this impact from exercise, having a response, is actually impairing our immune resistance um, because of some of the responses that's happening in our immune system. It doesn't mean that our immune system's not working. It just means that it's adapting to the, the stress and the stimulus, and it may take some time before it's actually back fully functioning to fight off something. So that's a strenuous exercise. Now let's look at moderate exercise. So moderate exercise seems to have a beneficial effect on the immune function, which could protect against, protect against upper respiratory tract infections. So now again, I'm not also saying that just because moderate exercise has been shown in this study to have a positive impact for protecting against upper respiratory infections, that it's like some kind of (laughs) cure or remedy for coronavirus. This is not what I'm saying. And I'm going to preface all of this too by saying, again, not a doctor. This is not medical advice. Obviously talk to a medical professional. Talk to your doctor. If you need help finding one, more than happy to help you find that. We can help facilitate that process for you. Um, but yeah, obviously work with a medical professional here. This is not medical advice. This is just some information here. And the idea is with this moderate exercise, it can help positively impact our immune system. So during this, I think it is valuable to know that and saying, hey, I shouldn't just stop exercising altogether, especially if you're in a routine, you are exercising. I'm going to use myself as an example. You know, I'm exercising four to six days a week, depending on what's going on that week. I'm doing cardio you know, running twice a week now, I'm getting my jits in preferably four to six sessions a week, right? Honestly, last week it was like three. Um, this week it's going to be a little bit more getting back to my normal routine. And then I haven't had worked in as much. So resistance training, like twice a week, once or twice a week, honestly, right now, um, for a couple different reasons. But so when we look at moderate versus strenuous exercise, you might be asking me like, well, what's the difference? How can I tell? So again, the way I think of it is your, your beats per minute. So kind of 75% or more versus 75% or less can be your kind of threshold. Really, I, I think it may be a more accurate strenuous threshold could be 85% 
of your um, 100% max heart rate or more. And a simple way to calculate that, again, this is just a, a number. Everyone's is going to vary slightly. You take the number 220 and you minus your age. So I'm 32, so I take 220 minus that. It's going to be all putting me on the spot for myself, 188. That should be my technical 100% uh, max heart rate. Now, obviously, you may see your 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 pulse and check and be like, holy shit, I'm at my I'm over a hundred percent. I'm at like 194. That's possible. It's so again, it's just an estimation, but just to give you an idea. So that's kind of one way to indicate your your kind of exercise um, intensity level. Another way is the types of activity. So if you're doing yoga, for example, that's going to be on the lower end to moderate exercise stress. Um, if you're doing wrestling practice you know, martial arts, fighting, any kind of combative training that's on the sparring side, that's going to be the strenuous exercise, the live training, even, you know, grappling, wrestling, live situations that can be intense. But if you flow roll and if you take it light, that can be closer to the moderate side. You just got to be mindful and not putting yourself again in that high intensity rate. Um, So that's one way to determine. Then for the weight training side of things, um, going for five by fives and those heavier lifts and 100% one rep maxes and or again, 80 to 100% that, that range, that can be a strenuous exercise as well. So the same kind of response can happen. So just something to be mindful of. That's kind of my um, kind of threshold for the difference between the two and how I see it. Um, again, that's not medical advice. That's just my two cents on it based on what I'm seeing. On top of that, so not just exercise is going to impact our immune system. Nutrition is too. So we'll look at nutrition a little bit after this. But part of exercise is, again, I mentioned before, you you know, you may be at home. So that's where I, I wanted to kind of have a little bit of that immune system background, talking about how the immune system works, um, where it plays a role. Again, there can be good and bad stimulus there. And when I say good and bad, I mean good for the acute or for the long term and bad for vice versa. Um, so with that being said, I made a list of my 10 favorite exercises body weight that you can do at home, um, need minimal to no equipment for. So first one, planks and all plank variations. So whether that's the high plank from your hands, planks from your uh, forearms, doing just any, we have so many variations from there. Um, next up, I have squats and all the different squat variations, whether it's single leg squat, um, you know, your pistol squat, obviously. And then we have your assisted single leg squats. You have explosive squats, which actually I had as another variation on here. Uh, then go to push-ups. Another one I think is just a oldie but goodie. And then we have all the variations with it, whether it's diamond push-ups, tricep variation push-ups, elevate, feet elevated push-ups, wall push-ups. We can really modify it to really any level to challenge yourself. Um, then we got dips. So again, we can really vary, um, vary up the, the level and the intensity of those dips, whether it's weighted dips, whether it's elevated dips, whether it's just putting your hands up on a platform, on a table, on a chair, whatever it is. Then we have pull-ups and chin-ups. This may require actually the only thing that really may require some equipment as far as having a pull-up bar or something that's sturdy you can grab onto to do pull-ups. If you don't, um, that's where we can get a little creative and go to some bent over row variations. I'll be honest with you. I use my couch. <laughs> that sounds silly, but you know what? If you have a couch that's weighing you know 60 to 80 pounds and you can do one arm or two arm variations of it, the one thing I, I advise is a lot of times couches aren't evenly weight distributed. So if you're doing one side for one set, do the other side for another set. So you kind of have an even balance there. Um, so that's kind of for the pull-ups or, or, or row variation if you don't have a pull-up bar or something like that. Then I have lunges. So we have forward lunge, reverse lunge, lateral lunges, and, and walking lunges, all the lunge variations with body weight, or if you have something around the house. The cool thing, I think, because we probably have a bunch of liquids and stuff at home is a gallon is eight pounds. 
So 128 ounces of fluid is going to be eight pounds. So if you can do math off of that, so that should be about, what is that? 16 ounces is a pound. I think that's right. Yeah. 16 ounces is a pound. So if you have a bottle of water, you got a pound. All right. Now, how can you start to you know, add it up and do some math there. That's one option. Um, next one we have is dead bugs, another killer core exercise. I think this one's really underrated for its value. Then after that jumping rope, especially for the martial artists out there, or just anyone that wants to kind of um, get a moderate exercise in, not get too crazy, but really get a good workout. I think jump rope's one of those great ones where it combines upper body, shoulder, um, lower body, and then also the proprioception and body spatial awareness and tying together coordination is a, is a great aspect of it. Also, we got jumping jacks. And then for our last of the jumping explosive ones, we have our good old burpees. Um, and then you have different variations of that too. If you want to take the pull uh, push-ups out and you want to just do a straight jump up, come down, go into a high plank, and then repeat that, that's your up-downs. You have variations there. But those are my top 10 home exercise options for minimal exercise, I'm sorry, minimal equipment that you can do, especially if you can't hit the gym. Now, caveat with that is there's different sets and reps that you can do for different goals. Um, and, and I didn't want to get too crazy into the woods on that. Cause that's, I could write a whole article just on that. We do a whole podcast just on that. Um, I've done other ones like that before. You can check out them in our blog or go to, you can go to like exercise. We have them all broken down in different categories. Also for our fitness nutrition vault members, you have access to all that great workout programs and all that fun stuff. Even in our app, you guys have access to a bunch of great stuff there and I can modify and we can tweak things there as well. Um, and if you're interested, you can obviously reach out to us and I can help you create a program and kind of get you going from that end. So that's kind of the exercise portion of it and the impact that it has. Now let's look at a little bit about nutrition. Nutrition, I don't want to get as crazy. I actually had three main tips, simple tips, but I thought they were really important um, to look at and to have. And before I jump into that, I kind of wanted to look at um, the National Institute of Health and what it says about nutrition and how nutrition kind of plays a role. So nutrition is a critical determinant of immune responses and malnutrition, the most common cause of immunodeficiency worldwide. So what that basically means is that malnutrition, have a lack of nutrition, um, and that's on twofold, whether it's from a caloric standpoint or from a nutrient density, vitamins and minerals standpoint. You can have a high caloric diet and have absolutely no vitamins and minerals. You could be eating, you know, Reese's and M&Ms and all types of crap um, and have no real vitamins and minerals coming in. You can still be malnourished from a nutrient standpoint or vice versa. Well, I, I mean, I guess you could be, you could eat a bunch of salads and all those things and be super nutrient dense with your food choices, but you may not be making up the calorie side. So just there's a balance there. Don't just eat salads. All I mean, I guess you really could. I, I feel like very few people are going to have a hard time meeting their nutritional marker, but there are those people out there that have, may have a hard time hitting their calorie number. And if you're curious about what your caloric intake should be, go to the blog. I have a calculator up. That's your basal metabolic rate calculator, BMR. Just type in BMR calculator um, on the blog and it'll come up. And it, you just type in your um, your height, your weight, your gender, and your age. And it'll spit out based on that and the algorithms they have a general basal metabolic formula. And then also on top of that, based on activity level, how many calories to add because your basal metabolic rate is really just how many calories your body's burning um, just to stay alive, not including activities and all the things that you're doing there. So that's that. Um, so my three main tips based on that information, because we can go off on the roads on all these different nutrients and all these different supplements and crazy shit. And I really don't buy into a lot of that. Even the elderberry syrup, I'm still kind of um, hesitant on. I just couldn't find enough 
research um, to really make me feel comfortable making a statement about it with application to coronavirus. We do know there is research and, and things looking at elderberry and the ingredients in it and immune system response and all that fun stuff. The downside though is that my hesitations when I talk to other medical professionals about this is the idea that it, it can cause an increase in cytokine um, either production or cytokines in general from the supplementation in your body. And that's an inflammatory response. So with coronavirus having a response to that, it could have a potential negative outcome and have more inflammation actually feed into the virus versus then helping it when traditionally it would potentially help in an immune system response at a later standpoint. So that's just something to keep in mind. Just kind of talk to your doctors always when you ever had, don't just go off an article. Don't even just go off what I'm saying. Like talk to um, your doctor as well if you ever have concerns and, and if you're not sure, reach out. I'm more than happy to kind of help facilitate um, conversations with medical professionals, whether it's a team of doctors that, that we know in our network or outside, just to help however we can. So again, for the nutrition three tips, stay hydrated. Hydration is it's, – it's like honestly some of this stuff is really simple. It sounds dumb, but it's super important. So when you're hydrated, again, your immune system is going to be able to function properly. If you're dehydrated, similar to almost a, a malnutrition, it's going to negatively impact your immune system and your body's just functioning homeostasis to maintain a certain level of, um, again, homeostasis and even keeled um, to, to be able to defend yourself from not just coronavirus but just staying healthy in general. Second thing is make sure you're eating enough, again, to the point before, to the quote from National Institute of Health, malnutrition is going to have the biggest impact um, for most people with uh, immunodeficiencies. So making sure you're having enough food, whether that means stocking up, doing all that, hopefully you did that already because now it's starting to get a little squirrely with food shopping and and items and good choices. And I've heard a lot of people, especially with, you know, since New Year's, I've we've drastically seen an increase with the amount of clients that I've personally been able to work with and, and just seen in our company and going from, you know, a couple hundred to like almost a thousand, um, people to interact with. I see a common reoccurring theme of like, you know, ah, oh, well I need to get non-perishable items and that's great. Yeah, you can. And some of those items may not be the best because of preservatives, but you can still get really good food, frozen items, like frozen vegetables can still be a great choice. Frozen fruit, frozen meat, all those things you can preserve and save and not have added things to it. And obviously certain things on the shelves can't really work around, but try and go with those better choices if you have them available. So That'll help with the calorie side. And again, we have our calculator below in the details, or you could just go to BMR calculator on lifeofafighter.com forward slash blog. I have it there for you guys. The third thing is increase vitamin C and D levels. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of other things that we could talk about and, and the impact like vitamin, vitamin B and all that. But I, C and D, um, I think are the two ones that have a big impact, the best return, thing you're most commonly aware of. And that, that'll help. Um, so vitamin C is a water-soluble vitamin. So that means that has to be in the presence of water. And then vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin. So it has to be in the presence of fat. So in order to take these and have your body effectively utilize them and absorb them, um, you need to take them with either water or fat. So with vitamin C, with water or some kind of fluid. And then with vitamin D, you have to have it with fat. So if you're taking them at the same time, hypothetically, let's say, you're going to have, whether it's a powder version of your emergency or whatever you're mixing with some water or your pill or whatever form of supplementation you're taking your vitamin C, two to 4,000 units seems to be a sweet spot. Again, play that by ear. See what works best for you because a, a, a toxicity response for vitamin C is diarrhea. So you don't also want to go too extreme and then just have bathroom problems and be in the bathroom all day. Um, and then for vitamin D, 
it can range quite a bit, um, two to 400 units or, or any very, so again, you got to figure out what kind of works for you. And again, talk to your doctor about that. And so you have your vitamin C you're taking with the water and then vitamin D you could take with again, fat. So whether that means, you know, if you have whole milk, um, whole yogurt, Greek yogurt, avocados, nuts, seeds, anything like eggs, anything like that has fat, take it with it. So your body can properly absorb and utilize it. So those are the three main tips from the nutritional standpoint. We covered the 10 exercises that I like looked at a little bit about your immune system. Last thing I wanted to touch on is Corona in general, just to get more information, World Health Organization, the WHO or WHO.INT is going to have, I think, the most up-to-date and um, kind of streamlined and professional information. And that's pretty much it, y'all. I wanted to do this, share that with you guys. I apologize. It's coming out like so late on Tuesday, but I wanted to make sure I got it out there for you guys. And if you want to have the in-depth article, um, just message me, let me know, or for our fitness nutrition vault members, you guys already have access to it. Um, you should see a link coming at your email, or if you don't see it or you don't have it, um, let me know and I'll send it out to you guys. And if you're interested in getting it and becoming a fitness vault member, again, go to our shop, check out the links below, or you could just message me. I'm always here for you guys. I appreciate the support. Stay healthy out there. I think the last thing I maybe I'll touch on really too is just stress management. There's so much to talk about. I didn't even get to talk about this really, but stress management. Don't stress yourself out. Try to avoid stressful situations. Try to avoid because there's a lot of dynamics. People might be missing work, all, all those variations, but getting stressed only compromises your immune system more. Not getting enough sleep only compromises your immune system more. So make sure you're managing stress. That's why I think exercise is still important. Make sure that you're getting enough sleep so that, again, it can support your immune system and just take care of each other out there, y'all. All right. I appreciate you guys. I'll check you next time. So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free. And that is it y'all. See you on the next one.